Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Let's go to Colossians chapter 1 tonight. We're going to continue where we left off last week. And I want to read you these verses again. We're in Colossians chapter 1, verse 9, and I'm going to read verse 9 through 14. I actually had Vali um, prepare with more of the text. I doubt we'll get past verse 14 tonight. We might not. We might. I don't know. Colossians 1, verse 9. This is a powerful thing that the Apostle Paul does here is he's praying for the Colossians. Okay? So let's check this out. In this epistle, he says, verse 9, So we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. Tonight, that is a word directly from God for you. That is a, a word directly from me for you. We don't stop praying for you folks, okay? And I know you, you have people that you don't stop praying for. But he says, we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. Here's the prayer you need to focus in on. This is for us as well. We've got to learn to pray this over ourselves. I'm going to try to remember tonight to personalize this prayer for us so we can pray it together. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of His will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Look at this next verse. Then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord, and your lives will produce every kind of good what? Good fruit. Been talking all about fruit because of my mulberry tree, right? Fruit. It's all in the fruit. Your life is guaranteed to produce good fruit if you let God prune you. Anybody know about pruning trees? Some are like, not really. But let me tell you this. Some back here are going, uh-huh, I've pruned some trees and bushes in my, in my time. I don't know if it was February or March, but my wife and I were in the backyard one day with the dogs, and we were doing stuff, and she said, that bush over there needs a haircut. It just looked scraggly. She said, you have some, some pruning shears? I said, yeah, let me get them. And she just went to town, started pruning that thing. I'm not sure if it was February or March, but you guys know we got some rain in February and March, and it was very nice. Well, that bush has taken off. It looks, it looks like a cartoon monster to me. I have a very vivid imagination. It looks like the little brown monster with, do you remember the monster in, in uh, it was with Bugs Bunny. I don't know if you remember, he was brown, and he kind of had a head shaped like that. I don't know if you remember that. That's a long time ago. Bugs Bunny monster. And it just, it's just everywhere. It's because it got pruned. Now, some people don't want to be pruned. I'm taking a break here. I, I should have read through the whole text, but I can't ignore this. Some don't want to be pruned. I'm being pruned right now. I am, I am honored to tell you I am being pruned right now. Some do everything in their power to not be pruned. They say, I don't want to be uncomfortable. They say, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to listen to them, even though they know a lot more than me. They say, I'm not going to read God's word all the time. Or if I read God's word, I'm going to skip through. And I've seen people do this before. They read through it, and they skip over the stuff that they should really be focusing on. I've done that, too. It's like, whoa, that was convicting. What's the next verse? Well, that was tough. Let me, oh, Lord. You can just deal with me about that later in Jesus' name. Let me jump to the next verse. Got to allow yourself to be pruned, trimmed. And I guarantee it, you're going to grow fruit. Your branches are going to get bigger and stronger. Scripture explains Scripture. Scripture says all you need is faith the size of a mustard seed. 
And a mustard seed grows into this big, amazing plant that the birds come and sit in. All right? So remember, you, your faith can grow into something great, but you've got to allow yourself to be pruned by God and His people. Some folks, I don't know who I'm talking to tonight, but this has been for me, even in my life, in, 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 in former years, growing up in the things of God. Sometimes we see fault in someone or something we don't like, and we say, I can't receive from them. That's not true. I'm going to say something a little crazy right now. I've had absolute morons teach me stuff. No, I'm not trying to be mean. I mean people that their life was not together. They didn't obey God. They were a bad example, and they taught me stuff if I just paid attention. Not even necessarily them sitting me down going, I'm going to teach you because I wasn't even going to ask some of these people, right? Say, let me, let me, uh, let me ask you some questions about marriage. No, that, that's not a strong point. Let me ask you some questions about finances. Well, no, no. I learned, sometimes I learned what not to do. But then there are, there are those people in your life with a great track record. You really need to be listening when they talk. I've had to learn that. And sometimes it's been easy, and sometimes I've had a grace for it, and sometimes I have not. You know why? Because my parents were my pastors, my teachers, my mentor, my bosses. And that, y'all know right now, working with your kids sometimes, and your kids are going, Mom, I know they told y'all already. Mom, Dad, you're old-fashioned. I'm finally at the age where someone can tell me I'm old-fashioned. Bless God. I made it. And I, I tell my wife sometimes, I'm like, man, I'm sorry. I'm just old school about that stuff. I don't know anything about that, and I'm not interested. But I'm going to tell you right now, let God prune you. Let the people around you prune you. And God uses the human edge. The human edge, it cuts well sometimes, but sometimes it's a little jagged. Huh. God uses people in your life that are less than perfect to teach you things. Now, I always want to be a good example and a good role model, but I have flaws. You can ask my staff. I always do things to the best of my ability with them, but they've seen my flaws over the years. But I guarantee you God can still speak to them through me just as he speaks to you through me, even in my flaws, even with the human edge. All right? So don't just blow things off. Don't just blow stuff off. And don't do this either. I don't know who I'm talking to tonight. Might be somebody on the live stream. Might be somebody in this room. Might be somebody in the future on audio. But listen to this. Don't just disqualify people real quick about speaking into your life. If, once again, they've had a great track record, they, they walk in the Word, they hear from God, even with their faults. You don't just disqualify and go, nope, I'm not, I'm not receiving from them. I'm not going to receive from them. No, don't do that. I think I've missed out a few times by doing that myself, okay? Now, I've, I have the unique privilege of serving under my 72-year-old dad. I told somebody before church, dad's 72, but you'd never equate dad's 72 with old, that's for sure. You don't use that, that. Those just don't even go together. He's 72, but he's an older man. That's what he is. He's an older man with a bunch of hair, too. Looking good, man. He's just tough. He's tough. But he, I'm telling you, I learned so much. Sometimes dad sits down, and I guarantee you, he's not trying to teach me anything, but I'm going, okay. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> Wait, how do you do that, dad? And the th I'm surprised about the things he knows about. Funny, this is kind of circular, but we're back at the start here. Dad knows a lot about pruning. When he was a kid, guess who was in charge of the yard? See, my Uncle Bob's the oldest, 
And I believe, Jen, maybe help me out. It's my Uncle Bob and then three girls and then my dad. I think so. I don't know. He's the middle child, though. But he's the second oldest boy. And he was in charge of the yard. So he learned some stuff. It's amazing. He's, there's things he says, and I'm like, I was like, my wife was talking to him. I'm going, oh, I don't know if we want to do that. And then I'm remembering, no, this guy's experience. He taught me how to do a yard. Is the student greater than the teacher? <laughs> no. No, he taught me about a yard. And me and you, Brother Tony, right? He taught us about yards. And Tony, you got some skills now. I'm, I'm learning from you. But Dad, Dad taught me how to edge. I was edging the yard today, and I thought, this grass sure is beautiful, but if this grass is to cry out and say, I just want to be ugly, don't touch me anymore. Yeah, you mowed me, but that's it. Now, that's not going to happen. It's kind of a stretch on the, the analogy there, on the comparison, but I trimmed up that yard, and it looks like that yard went to the barber. You ever seen somebody that's all lined out? You've seen them. Clean. And they've been lined out with a razor. They, you know, they have hair or whatever, so they line. I remember when I was in Dominican Republic, I went with a guy to the barber shop. This is pruning, and then I'm going to get back to the word, okay? I just don't want you to forget about pruning a trim. We all need a trim. Notice Jorge's hair was looking nice tonight. Praise God. He got a trim. It was getting to be out of control, right? Old friend of mine there. He, 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 hey, the haircutting places were closed. Dominican Republic, 2017, I was, with, I was with a friend, a guy I met, and he says, I'm taking you to the barber shop. He said, we can line you up. We can do all this stuff. I get over there. He wouldn't let me pay. I think it was only a few dollars. He said, I want to bless you. So I get to the barber shop. I love barber shops. As long as people aren't using foul language, but everybody's talking trash about politics and husbands and wives and marriage and some of the advice, it's terrible and some's great. And so we're in there, and there's a guy, his name was El Menon. I've never even heard of that name. El Menon, the Menon. I don't know what that means. El Menon was his name. And he had a buddy in there that's talking to him the whole time, and they're talking back and forth, and this guy's fast and skilled and good. And I'll never forget, I get in there, and the guy's like, oh, yeah, you got good facial hair. What do you want, bald on top? He's telling me what he's going to do. I'm going to clean this up. And I go, you know what? I'm tired of all this. It's hot here in Dominican. Can you just get rid of it? Because I had a beard about like this, maybe longer. And I had more hair on the head at, this, at that time, just because I'd gone like a week or something, I don't know, without shaving my head. So he cleans me up and fast. And it's so humid over there, he's just spraying water on my head and shaving me with a straight edge. You ever heard of that? I hadn't heard of that. No. Cleaning me up. And I was like, what is that? He said, water. And he's spraying me and just, it didn't hurt. And he, Kind of always makes me nervous and they shave my neck. I'm like, Lord, I know it's not my time to go. And they're just, they're scared. Man, but I'll tell you what, I walked out of that barber shop and the guy looks at me, his name is Carlos. And he told me in Spanish, he goes, You know what? He goes, You just lost four years in there. I go, What do you mean? He goes, Man, you look so much younger. You lost four years. I said, Wow, pruning. It may not feel good at the time, or it may not be something you planned for, or something you wanted, but man, it makes a difference. It makes a difference. Let's get back to verse, verse uh, 10, right? Verse 10, no, 9. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Verse 10, then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord, and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. 
All the while, you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. Is that important? Knowing God now, every day, every moment, get to know God better. Verse 11, we also pray that you will be strengthened with all his glorious power so you will have all the endurance and patience you need. Oh, my goodness. May you be filled with joy, always thanking the Father. He has enabled or empowered you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light. For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear Son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. Some manuscripts read in verse 14, who purchased our freedom with his blood. That's powerful. He purchased our freedom with his blood and forgave our sins. So that, that's pretty powerful, isn't it? So I'm going to do a brief review of last week. There's 13 things I found in this text, verses 9 through 14, and they're just different points. Number one is his will. Remember that? His will. That God will give you complete knowledge of his will. God's will is everything. There's times where you, as a human being, Oh, man, I was telling my wife before service, I said, I'm so reminded of my humanity in this season. I just, man, we're all so human, and we got to remember we need Jesus like never before. Our weaknesses, the, our grief, our, man, you just think, Lord, it, can I handle anymore? And he's like, nope, not by yourself, but with me, yeah, I'm going to put one more thing on. I'm going to put one more weight on in the gym. You, can, you leg press 400, now you're going to leg press 425. Here goes another plate. I'm with you. I got you. I can't do anymore. He says, yeah, on your own you can't, but with me you can. So you need to remember this with God. Don't force your way through. Don't take shortcuts. Don't skip your way through. Say, I'm going to skip this wilderness season. I'm going to just make it happen. You've got to be a go-getter, but you better make sure you're in partnership with the Holy Spirit. The things I've done. Man, in my 20s, you know what I did? You're going to like this. Maybe. I don't know. You're going to like this. In my 20s, let's see, what, what was I? I bought my first house a few months after I turned 21, an investment property. It already had a renter in the house. And back then they were paying me, oh, yes, they were paying me $250 a month. July of 1997. Wasn't a big fancy house, but still. $250 a month, there was a roof, walls, cable, they had air conditioning, and there were floors in the house. So, I mean, $250 a month. So then, a year later, I bought my second house. For some reason, I remember the exact date, but it was 1998, okay? And I bought my second house. And then, in 1999, I started buying up houses. How nice. Well, I did most of that without consulting my senior partner, the Lord Jesus Christ, His Holy Spirit and God the Father. I got into some stuff that could have sunk me. Oh, man, it made me feel nutty. It was um, early 1999 into that spring, and I bought, I bought, wow, I bought one, two, three houses that year. From, from February to April, I bought three houses. Oh, it was like one a month. Crazy. On contract, different stuff, I was not even 23 yet. And I bit off more than I could chew. And I'm going to tell you right now, seasons like that remind me that God's will is everything. I don't know who I'm talking to tonight, but I need to move around for this right here. Just a little bit. 
just because it looks good doesn't mean it's God's will. Just think about that. Chew on that for a minute, right? Just because it looks good does not mean it's God's will. So you need to take your time with stuff. You got to be driven. You got to move. You got to get up early. You got to work. You got to do all these things. God has created us to be able to work hard and enjoy life and love him and be an example. But you also got to, at times, slow down. Some personalities need to be sped up a little bit, or some people, and some folks need to slow it way down. And I'm going to tell you, I think humans in general, though, in different areas, need to just relax and hear God's voice. People in general, regardless of personality, slow down and hear His voice on things. Because His will, His will is everything. Don't you think He knows best? He created you. He knows what environment you function the best in. He knows who he needs to match you up with, with friends, like lifelong partnerships. He knows where you fit in best. He knows it all. Remember his will. That's number one. Number two, we discussed this last week, but some of this needs a good review. Spiritual wisdom. You want to be wise. Remember, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So spiritual wisdom, that verse says that we ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. That's verse 9. Wow. Verse 10, remember, then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord. And your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. So the fourth thing I have is your life or your lifestyle. Is that important? Yes. Let's look at the basics here. Number one, is it important to God that you live a long, full life on the earth? It is. He has some things he's, he's got to get to you. And sometimes it takes some years for him to be able to get those things to you and to be able to work through you. One man of God, his name was Lester Summerall. He was already into his 70s. And he had a ministry that they would, they would fill up a ship with food and take it to different places in the world. Back then, I think it was equivalent of millions of dollars worth of food. Rice and beans and all this stuff probably toilet paper you know corona supplies <laughs> i don't know supplies of different parts of the world the ship full of them he was sitting down one day in his quiet time talking to god he said lord why did you wait until i was this age to start doing this with me and you know what he said god's response was and i believe him he said god told him i can finally trust you with some stuff now it doesn't take everybody getting to 70 for God to be able to move in your life. No, God's moving in your life right now. But there's certain things that you've got to build up to, right? Like the gym. I am notorious. You're going to appreciate this, Ray. I'm notorious for forgetting my age and going to work out and just doing a bunch of crazy stuff. Last Wednesday, you know what I did? I went on a, not the, it's not that long. It's like a two and a half mile bike ride. Me, John, and Sammy. It was at a pretty rapid, rapid clip because Sammy's moving along. He's training, and he's going to be in ROTC at Notre Dame and stuff. So he ran that thing in 13 minutes and 54 seconds. Like the kid was moving. 2.3 miles, I think it was. Well, I don't think I stretched very well. And then maybe I did. I don't remember. But then we get over to the parking lot and these guys are these guys are crazy but jonathan's been working out with sammy for months and they said we're gonna do i don't it could have been 10 million squats bro 
They said, we're going to do, here's what we do. We stand around and we do squats and then we go to the bands and we do these while the person's doing squats and then we do push-ups. So we're doing 200 push-ups, so sets of 40, or they said, just, we'll see how many rounds we go. And I'm going, what? I'm like, I can do some push-ups. I'm a little heavy right now, but I can do some push-ups now. So I, knock, so I knocked out the first 40 and I was pleased with myself. They were pleased with me too. Great job, or felt sorry for me. And then I went to the bands and the squats. But then, you know, after 10 squats, they start to be a lot when you're doing it over and over again. But they weren't even 10 squats. That's what I started doing after a while because these guys were doing sets of, I, I don't remember. And I wasn't counting, but they were a lot more than 10. And so somebody's doing squats, somebody's doing push-ups, and somebody's on the bands. You know, those, those, those resistance bands? And they weren't hard, but funny how you get these little things and you go, these are nothing. But yeah, do a rep, do, do reps of 60 of that thing. And you're worn out even just from the m movement. So we're doing all this. I don't think I stretched very well. And man, I pulled something. The next day we took Mom Brown to the airport. And I don't know, man. I don't know if it was sitting, but I pulled a muscle. And it felt like I it felt like a horse had kicked me. I'm not I've never been kicked by a horse, sis, but I bet that's how it feels like. Because you know you the term Charlie horse. Y'all remember that? You got you go, they call it dead leg. Oh, boom. You know, when someone hits you and it's like, oh, feel you gave me a Charlie horse, you dead legged me. Someone dead legged my rear end. And it's it's you know it's funny how important your rear end is to walking and moving. And standing up and turning over and stuff, how much it hurts when it's, but here's my point. You're called to do something and take care of your life. You're called to exercise, but be wise. And you got to build up to stuff. You got to know yourself well enough to know that you, I, my wife has reminded me, I'm still fit and strong in so many ways, but she says, baby, it's funny now. She says, you're not 30 anymore. <laughs> 30. 30 seemed old when I was in my 20s. She says, you're not 30 anymore. No, I'm pushing into my mid-40s now. And I know that my life is important to God. He wants me to live long. I need to be wise about it. I need to do what I can handle, but I also need to be consistent. Has anyone in here ever struggled with consistency? I have. In some area, I, 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 I just have. I say, man, I'm good at that. I'm going to do that every day, but not that or this or that. So take care of yourself. Your life is important to God. He wants you to live long and prosper, right, and be blessed and be healthy. So take care of what God has given you so that you last on this planet so God can do some stuff in your life. He wants you to have kids and grandkids and all these kind of things, but he wants to work through you. He wants to bless you, okay? So your life is important to God on this planet because once you get to heaven, you're just going to be worshiping him, doing his pleasure up there, but your life on earth will be done. Once you're in heaven, you cannot lead anybody else to Jesus. You ever thought of that? And don't ever buy into the lie of, well, when I, when I die, I'm going to become one of God's angels. No, you're not. Scripture says you will be like the angels. You're going to be way more like Jesus because you're going to have a glorified body like Jesus eventually. You'll be able to eat, walk through walls, disappear, speed of thought. Speed of thought. Think about that for a minute. So your life on earth is important. You can lead people to Jesus. You can pray for people. But then you 
you head up into heaven and God has other plans for you. So take care of your life. Make sure your lifestyle is pleasing to God while you're on the planet. Number five, I notice this word, growth. Growth. Things got to grow. We talked about pruning. Pruning causes things to grow. It helps things to grow better. My wife and I have been talking about, I'm doing a lot of yard talk because we've just been in a season here. But we, we, we're, we're researching trees. Our front yard needs a tree. And uh, we started looking into stuff. And it's funny, when you're researching or doing something, you're, you're looking at a car or you're going to get a fence built or you're going to get a plant or a tree, you start noticing everybody else is in town. Have you ever noticed that? Like, oh my gosh, why? I need to call John and Barry with the city. They need to prune these trees. You know, you start noticing stuff. Man, that needs to be, what is going on here? What happened with that? You know, we need that, that really. And you see, you see trees struggling in people's yards because they just planted them and left them and they're just having a hard time. But when things are pruned and properly taken care of and watered, they grow. You don't just accept Jesus and go, I'm a, I'm a wise Christian adult now. It doesn't happen. I'm a spiritual giant now. That doesn't happen. you got to work your way up. you got to stay consistent. Stay in the Word. So growth is important to God. All right? Number six, I noticed this. This is in verse 11. We also pray that you'll be strengthened with all His glorious power so that you will have all the endurance and patience you need. Strengthen with his power. Once again, Scripture says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Jesus said, apart from me, you can do zero. The Matt translation, zero. So you need to be strengthened with his power. All right? Verse 7. Here's another word for you. May you be filled with Joy, that's the last part of that verse 11. Joy is important. Joy goes beyond happiness. Joy says, I'm happy anyway. Happiness, just regular happiness is like, man, I'm excited. I got, what you know, stimulus money. I don't know. Someone gave me something. I, I, I won a prize. I am so happy. Joy says, man, I'm happy despite everything. Joy says, I have faith in God. He's good. I don't know how I'm going to get through this. I, it's been feeling crazy. It's been tough. But God is with me, and I'm going to make it. That's joy. Verse 12, always thanking the Father. But you got to be thankful. Got to be thankful. Make sure that you're thankful. Does anybody know how many minutes we have gone? I lost track of my time. That's uncharacteristic of me. Ah, I knew it, Barry. It's that internal clock, 29 minutes. I need to be winding down. I don't like to go over 30 minutes. So you've got to be thankful, always thanking the Father. Make sure you're not a complainer. Make sure. Now, let's read through this before time just gets out of hand here for me. Let's read through this. And I want you, as I read it, I want you to personalize it for yourself, Okay. And it's going to be on the screen here, very useful for you, very helpful. I'm going to read through this, and let's go ahead and go. There we go. I'm going to start with We Ask God. All right, you ready? And I want you to say, I ask God to give me. All right? You're personalizing this text. This is a prayer that the Apostle Paul wrote down. So this is a prayer for you and for me and for others. All right? You can pray this over your kids, your family, your neighbors, over other believers, over folks 
Let's start now. I ask God to give me complete knowledge of his will and to give me spiritual wisdom and understanding. Go ahead and pray it with me. Then the way I live will always honor and please the Lord. And my life will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while, I will grow as I learn to know God better and better. I also pray that I will be strengthened with all His glorious power so that I will have all the endurance and patience I need. May I be filled with joy, let me add this, in Jesus' name. Always thanking the Father. He has enabled or empowered me to share in the inheritance that belongs to His people who live in the light. Verse 13, for he has rescued me from the kingdom of darkness and transferred me into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased my freedom with his blood and forgave my sins. Let's go ahead and pray together tonight. I want to apologize. We're having an issue with the live stream about the music. We don't want to get into that issue tonight, but just pray with me if you would, please. I'm going to pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, I plead the blood of Jesus of every person who has heard your word tonight. You've proven yourself faithful in our lives. You have a track record. You've proven yourself to be God over and over and over again. You are all-powerful. You are all-knowing. You are all-seeing. You are everywhere at once. There is no one like you. And God, I pray that you reveal to us the power of your word in the simplicity of prayer and reading the word. Now, Father, give us wisdom tonight as we continue this week and we move towards Sunday and the following week and the following week. God, you have plans for your people. Help us to recognize those plans. Help us to recognize your will as we pray this prayer over our lives. God, remind us to go to Colossians chapter 1, verse 9, and read through verse 14, Lord, and pray this over our lives so that we begin to get spiritual insight and wisdom and growth, God, as we get closer to you, Father. I break every attack of the enemy tonight over our minds, over our lives, over our jobs. All plans of the enemy are canceled. And I, Lord, Lord, I thank you because your plan, your will is working itself into our lives as you prune us, as you teach us, as we grow. As we grow, we are taught and we also teach others. And I give you glory for that tonight. Now, if there's anyone at the sound of my voice that says, I need to get right with the Lord tonight, would you raise your hand, please, in Jesus' name? And I'm going to pray with you. Just raise your hand. I'm going to pray. And even if there's someone on the live stream that needs to get their heart right with God tonight, I'm going to pray with them. Let's pray. Just repeat this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, forgive me. Cleanse me by the blood of Jesus. Make me right with you again. I know I'm your child. I've accepted you. But Lord, restore me. I rededicate. I recommit. And I promise you, God, that I will continue to serve you to the best of my ability and the ability you give me. I thank you, Lord God. I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.